Thank you, Father. majesty I celebrate you once again for another glorious day thank you father for your heart your mind your desire your intentions that will be revealed in the lives of your people again we bless your name we worship you God be exalted be glorified oh hallelujah thank you thank you Lord <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his all in him. Hallelujah. Well, a blessed morning once again, friends. If you're joining us this morning, I want to welcome you to the Potter's Gate online broadcast, wherever you are. If you are able to connect with us, or if you'll be joining us, it's a privilege and an honor to share this moment again with you. Well, this morning, we're going to continue to look into uh, what the Spirit of the Lord has laid before us for almost a week now. We've been tracking, or week two, we've been tracking the concept of the calibration of our sight, the calibration of our prophetic vision. Of course, I believe this word, amen, is very timely to, amen, the church, to where we are as, in the, as the ecclesia of God, where the Spirit of the Lord is leading us into. And one of the things that we have highlighted in this uh, uh, teaching is the fact that we are in a transition, all right? And in times of transition, we need to be very, very careful. We need to be, amen, aligned to what the Spirit of God, amen, is showing us, is revealing to us so that we present the right attitude, we present the right mindset, we present the right spiritual, if you will, spiritual posture. So we are able, amen, to move into what the Lord, amen, ordained for us in this uh, season. And we, we, we've been looking at the concept of the journey of uh, Elisha and Elijah. All right. And yesterday we looked at something very powerful. Excuse me. <clears throat> we looked at something very powerful, at least in my opinion, that, okay, until Elijah and Elisha crossed Jordan, until there was a crossing of Jordan, you know, Elijah really never engaged Elisha in terms of his request. It was when they crossed Jordan, all right, that Elijah said to Elisha, what would you have me do? What do you want from me? And I found that very, very, you know, uh, important in terms of where we are. All right, we are crossing, we are moving into, amen, a new day as, we have been, as we've been saying for a while. And the Spirit of the Lord really has been speaking to us about how to prepare ourselves. We've looked, we looked, we've looked at a whole series of, you know, a, a concept. We started by looking at the concept of 
discipline, spiritual discipline. And then we went into how to build, you know, the right spiritual uh, uh, muscle, the right spiritual, you know, condition in order to move into that order of a life, amen, that will allow us to function effectively, all right, in that which the Lord has desired and ordained for us, okay? And then we began to look at the concept of the calibration of our vision, right? And I believe all of these, amen, are part of the building blocks that will allow us to be effective, to be relevant in our spiritual journey, in our, if you will, spiritual representation of the issues of the kingdom. I believe that God, amen, is pouring, is teaching us, is building us, amen. God is, you know, releasing materials that will allow us, okay, to come into that sense of awareness. We want to be fully prepared. We want to be fully kitted. We want to, amen, find ourselves ready and prepared for whatever the Lord, amen, will have us do. But more so, amen, to fully manifest, amen, the image of Christ in this new day. We don't want to limit Christ, amen. We want our life to be the unfoldings, the re revelation, the, the, you know, the, 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 if you will, the outpouring. We don't want our life to limit what God wants to do in the earth. Because, of course, when God wants to move, he moves through a people. But not just any kind of people, a consecrated, separated, sanctified, amen, well, you know, prepared, well envisioned people. Alright, so that is what we are looking at and I believe these are messages, amen, that is relevant to the church, to the body of Christ. So today, amen, uh, is our eighth uh, series and I'm hoping that we'll begin to round up, alright, uh, this series. It's It's been, a, you know, a time of great spiritual, you know, a, a emphasis as of course it's it's been a time of, you know, great challenge. But of course, uh, the best of us, amen, comes from if you will, the, the, the challenges of life, amen, the best of what God wants to do or is doing in our life, amen, comes through the process, amen, of the pruning and, and the, if you will, and the shaking that is taking place because indeed the Lord says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And then yesterday we also looked at the scripture which I found very, very, you know, interesting, okay, uh, at this scripture in uh, uh, Second Corinthians, in fact, the entire chapter of Second Corinthians as it, amen, as a powerful, amen, a spiritual resource in understanding what we're talking about, amen, particularly in line with the calibration of our sight. Now, yesterday we looked at this scripture and it's amazing, okay, for, you know, for the fact that, the, you know, the, the, the priest of this world, the God of this world, amen, has got the ability, amen, to shut, to blind, amen, to limit people from seeing, the way God will have them see. And I found that very, very interesting, okay? Uh, let's look at that scripture again, and then we'll go into one or two other scripture, and then I'll be done for this morning, all right? Second Corinthians 4, 4. The Bible says, the God of this age, and I remember yesterday we were looking at, amen, the meaning of that word, the God of this age. And I think I should, maybe I should go into that uh, 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 meaning again. We looked at a very interesting word yesterday, all right? Uh, uh, from the Greek, all right, that means, you know, no, no, no hima, no hima, all right, and that word means, amen, perception, but let me read the scripture first, the God of this age has 
Look at that. It's past tense. So it is something that he has already done. Meaning that we will assume that, amen, the world, amen, is in darkness. People, amen, are not living in a position where they're able, all right, to see things, to understand things, amen, in the way the Lord ordained it. All right? It's a general thing. You know, you know it was David that said, in sin and in iniquity did my mother conceive me. So this is not something the God of this age, amen, is planning to do. He has done it already. And this is one of the reasons why we need salvation. Hallelujah. This is one of the reasons why we need Christ. Because when Christ comes into our life, light comes. And they, 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 you know, they, one of the important things also that I really want to emphasize is we can we can be very religious, amen, and we, we can be very churchy, we can be very, you know, committed to, you know, the things of God and still be spiritually blind. I think that is something we cannot overemphasize, okay? We can still be very committed. We can still be very, you know, pious. We can still be very, you know, uh, 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 you know, engaging with, 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 with spiritual things, particularly with church things, and still not, amen, touch the position of sight. The God of this age, amen, the God of this age, this age, we're talking about age, of course, we're talking about cosmos, all right? I've been, you know, talking about cosmos for a while, just mentioning, you know, mentioning it here and there, here and there. But it's important that we 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 can we should see and and also realize that the world we live in, amen, is is governed, is regulated, amen. Yes, by a system called the cosmos. That cosmos is what, of course, the antichrist is going to perfect. Alright, in order to be able to rule, alright, in order for the people, amen, yes, to be able to receive the mark, he's gonna use, amen, the values, the culture of the cosmos. But already the cosmos, amen, is a system that is already in operation. And I said, okay, in my one of my articles, okay, I said that cosmos, amen, you know, came into operation when Adam and Eve, amen, abdicated their position, their you know, uh, 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 you know, their responsibility in the garden. The moment if ate of that fruit, amen. Yes, a new world order. I'm sure you've, you've been hearing that word, amen. A new world order was set in motion. That was a plan of the enemy. A, a different system of life, a different system of government, a different system, amen, of, of looking at things and viewing things, amen, was set in motion. It's been there, amen, yes, from the beginning of the fall. And if there's anything the Lord, amen, is doing in this season, if there's anything the Spirit of God wants, amen, us to understand. In fact, in every generation, those who have tracked with God, who have walked with God, who have, you know, been able to carry out the intentions of God, did it by, amen, recognizing and realizing, amen, that this world, hallelujah, yes, is in darkness. That this world has a different operating system by which, amen, it, it view things. If you have not seen that, if you don't know that, Amen. Because we find a lot of people, amen, who carry, amen, amen, their culture, their beliefs, their value system, their philosophy, amen, into the things of God. And no wonder the things of God is not working. No wonder, amen, they are struggling, all right, because they want to, they, you know, they, they want to serve God, but they also want to keep, amen, the values of, you know, of their life, the values of their community. They want to, you know, do what everybody is doing, but they love God, you see, but their love is compromised. Now, Jesus said, amen. In fact, John said, amen. 
He who loves the world, the love of the Father is not in such a person. Now, of course, you, you begin to understand that that love, amen, is speaking to something. Because, I mean, the Lord came, Jesus came to die for the world, for God so loved the world that he, amen, that he, you know, he gave his only begotten son, that he died, amen, for us. Yes. But the world we're talking about, amen, is a system, is a way of thinking. It's that same system, amen, that was used when men came together and, you know, decide to what? To build a tower unto God. Men are still building towers today, amen, to want to reach God. In other words, people want to do things, amen, in their own way. You, you see it, amen, in relationship. You will see it in marriage. You will see it, amen, in how schools are wrong. You will see it, amen, in how, you know, government, amen, leads society. You know, you will see it in, amen, in culture, amen, traditions is all part of you know this thing is very complex and if you don't know it amen and you have not been awakened like the scripture says amen if if the word of god amen has not brought you to the point where there's a there's a division of what defines amen the soul life from what amen reflect the spiritual life amen you will embrace the co the, the cosmos amen and in fact think thinking you are pleasing god and that is a big challenge today okay Yes, it's a big challenge and we need to understand it because when we're talking about amen, the calibration of our vision, we want to see things. We want to see things the way the Father intended them, the way the Lord ordained them. You as a man, there's a way the world, amen, has shaped manhood. There's a way the world wants you to look at yourself. There's a way society, culture wants you to look at yourself. You as a woman, amen, there's a way the world, amen, has designed and in fact, amen, they're promoting that ideology, that value system amen that feminist you know ideology whatever we want to call it amen we have to understand that those you know those you know uh, uh, information and those uh, if you will uh, uh, those ideologies are coming amen from somewhere you know ideas don't just pop up in a, in the minds of people those ideas have their source and and that source is what we are looking at this morning all right it says the guard of this age are you under the influence of the God of this age? Most times, those who are under the influence of the God of this age, they don't know. They're not aware. And they're very, you know, certain in their way. They're very, very certain in their way. This is the way I want to do things. This is the way I believe, amen, things should be done. But that thing negates the ways of God, stands against the values of God, in fact, stands against your own development, amen, you know, success, prosperity, health, but you don't know it because, you know, the, the, the spirit of the cosmos, the spirit of, amen, this age, amen, is shrouded in deception. Is shrouded, amen. Anything, amen, that is of this world, amen, is promoted, amen, through deception. In other words, when you see darkness, that thing will be telling you is light. And when you see light, that thing will tell you it's darkness. He said, The God of this age has blinded. If I mean, if I blind your eyes, it means I'm preventing you from seeing things. And if you cannot see well, if you cannot see right, you can't make the right decision. Can you see the point that I'm making? The ability to see correctly is to be able to make the right decision. I mean, I'm in a situation where I need to make decisions and I need to make the right ones. 
and there are all kinds of ideas and suggestions you understand that sound right but I'm I'm saying to the Lord what are you saying what is your mind well sometimes the ways of God the mind of God of course does not tally with amen what we presume because there's a way you and I see things there's a way we assume things so one of the things that I'm doing and I believe that's something we all need to do in this season is lay down all your ideas lay down all your ambition lay down all your agenda whatever you think that will benefit you all right that will put you maybe if you will in a kind of a secure safe zone lay it all down on the altar and let the Lord decide and let the Lord be the one guiding you and that is what amen our spiritual life is all about that he is the one leading us that is the one guiding us they say when he the spirit of truth comes this world does not have truth what the world have and call truth is a facade, amen. It's not real. It's fake. Hallelujah. Yes, the God of this age has what blinded. The Bible did not say the eyes. You would have thought, amen, this spirit comes to blind the eyes of people. No, no, no. The Bible says comes to blind the minds. The mind. The minds. The minds. The minds, and is and is that word, amen. That I, I I want us to look at again. That word mind, all right, comes from the word from the Greek word, amen. N o e m a, nomia, nomia, and it means a perception. It means to perceive. Remember, perception does not come from what you see. Perception comes, amen, from what you know. Hallelujah. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Who are unbelievers? I remember yesterday I was asking us, what do we believe? Because your belief, amen, is as, is as, is as powerful, amen, as your humanity. Your belief, in fact, defines, amen, your humanity, defines your spirituality. Your belief defines, amen, your values, defines your culture. It's your belief that defines what you, amen, present as you. When you say me, the entire you, hallelujah, is constructed, amen, is framed around, amen, who, what you believe. There are certain preference, amen. There are certain standards. There are certain, you know, you know, uh, 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 ideologies, amen. That makes you. I mean, two people can be living in the same house, amen, and have two different viewpoints, two different values, and that's fine. If, amen, the values is leading to us a place where, amen, yes, their common objective, amen, is, is being achieved. But if those values, amen, contradicts, amen, then, then you've, you've got a problem. You understand? What do you believe? I remember saying some time ago, we marry values, we marry what we believe. If you if 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 you are if you are in a situation where amen, what you believe contradicts, amen. Yes, what you are presenting, that 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 is tantamount to what hypocrisy. Because your belief should be the extension of your life. The reason why certain people do not believe in Jesus, amen, is for certain reasons. They must have a reason. It's not just about, amen, the love sin. Yes, of course, sin is very complex. Sin will blind the minds of people. Sin will contradict values, amen, yes. The Bible said that when Eve saw the fruit, she said this is a fruit to make one wise. So why did she eat the fruit? Because she wants to be wise. 
Where did she get that idea from? To want to be wise and to want to be like God because she was already like God. She was already made in the image of, of God. It means that, amen, somewhere within our hearts, within our life, amen, she did not really believe God. That's why the Bible says, they that must come to God must believe. I want to challenge you this morning. What's your belief? How far do you believe? What do you believe? No, no. Remove the, the oh, I'm, well, I'm a Christian. No, no, no. If, if the idea of Christianity is removed, the religion Christianity, because basically, you know, in school they ask you, what religion are you? Well, I'm a Christian. But are you really a Christian? Are you truly a Christian? Because if you are, then the values of Christ, amen, should be what you present. So Christianity is not just about, amen, a religion that I put down, all right, in a, in a form, all right? What religion are you? Well, I'm a Christian. I'm not a Hindu. I'm not a Muslim. But what really defines, what qualifies you? Have you really truly come to the point deep in your heart? Because I can see and I've seen that people can parrot the name. People can claim they are Christians. But their life contradicts, amen, that word. Because like we always say, Christianity basically means Christ followers, not churchgoers. Churchgoing is part, is secondary. All right? You know, doing all the nice things. After all, not only, you know, Christians, amen, do nice things. All religion, amen, you know, express some form of goodness, except for those who are worshipping demons. But many religions that are seeking, all right, to find some way to, you know, to, they, they, they go all out to, to show piety, to show love, to, I mean, for example, Hindu, Hinduism, all right, yes, you see a lot of piety, a lot of showing kindness. In fact, I know Christians who, who read more of Buddha's materials because the word of Buddha seem to touch, amen, they, they seem to bring out the goodness in them. <laughs> I love I mean Christians Christians quoting Buddha quoting you know you know you know uh, uh, Hare Krishna uh, you know uh, uh, Confucius because there are goodness in all of those religion but there's no righteousness remember righteousness is what gives you a standing before God but God also of course wants us to express goodness but your goodness is Bible says like a filthy rag before God so until the goodness of God amen comes upon your life because you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life who is amen your righteousness I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus it's not by my good works your good works will never amen yes bring you into the place where you accepted before God so I'm just trying to help us to have an understanding that when you say you're a Christian, it's not just about some, you know, some, you know, some dogma. It's not just about some, you know, things you do and you tick them. No, no. What makes you a Christian is the fact that you believe in God. And if you believe in him, that belief then shapes and defines, amen, your values. Your values then, amen, regulates your attitude, your behavior, amen, your, 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 you know, your outlook to life. That's what, you know, belief means. Belief shapes your values, your outlook to life. The way you look at life, the way you see things, amen, are regulated by your value system. Am I making sense, friends? 
if these things are not establishing our hearts correctly we are going to make mistake we are going to presume and assume and we are going to find ourselves amen in a big mess so these are you know you know intricate things we need to look at when we talk about the you know calibrating what does it mean to calibrate like i always say if something is not effective if something is not working correctly you calibrate them amen to get the best out of them you want you want your sight you know when when they when 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 jesus prayed for that blind man all right yes he he, he placed mud amen on his eyes he told him go wash the bible says as he went he came back amen seen hallelujah calibration of sight yes has to do with what god you know does in your life amen and you responding in obedience very important very important you responded in obedience because if you don't respond in obedience amen you may just remain where you are and like i said at every season at every amen a, a, a turn of a new day or of a new season we need a calibrated sight right why because what they are bringing us into is unique from where we're coming from when a new day dawns upon you, upon you when a new day dawns upon a nation that should inform how we choose leadership that should inform how we amen relate how we interact amen yes we cannot continue in the same old things because people change you know topography changes society change culture evolves when we hold on to well this is what we've been doing for the past hundred years we're gonna find ourselves in a very difficult position all right we've got to understand the nature of the days so we can know how to what interact how to connect yes relationship will change all right there are relation relationship that will progress and, and there are those that will digress Alright, because like I said, people change, values change. People can decide, well, I'm no longer going with the Lord. So you can say, well, they used to go on with the Lord, so I'm gonna stick with them. No, you are gonna end up where they're where, where they're going. So at every season in time, you have to what you have to evaluate, you know, your vision. You have to evaluate. This is I mean, I always teach this, you know, when I used to teach, you know, leadership in the church. God gives you a vision as a man of God or as a business owner. But guess what? You know, that vision must be, you know, you know, must be engaged, seasonal. So you can, amen, know what the Lord, amen, is saying and how the Lord will have you, amen, lead and, and, and direct, if you will, project, amen, your, the assignment. You can't continue the same thing, all right? Every year, okay, every end of year, we're doing convention. I mean, when I, where I come from, this is what people do. We're doing convention, we're doing Thanksgiving, and all of that. And you just see that it's just the same old thing, same old thing, same old thing, same old thing. There are no, there are new, there are no new prospect. There are no new dimension, amen. No, no new voice, no new, amen, position. There, there are no new territories. In fact, while I'm on this, maybe I should quickly go to this scripture. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at this scripture, amen. <clears throat> because this all speaks to amen. What we're dealing with, Bible says, amen. At that time, Eli, whose eyes had grown dim, so that amen, he could no longer see. 
This is very important and I want us to look at the prophetic implication of this scripture because this tally into what amen I want to highlight this morning. I'm saying that amen as season changes amen we also need to amen yes return back to the Lord. I remember in my book era about fasting that we put together I think two years ago was it two years ago two years ago there about yes I said the reason why amen they were looking for a replacer of you know somebody like you know Isaiah prophet Isaiah is because when the season changed Isaiah did not go back to the Lord for the recalibration of his sight he just continued and that's what people do well I'm a prophet well you're a prophet but you have to regularly amen continually amen calibrate your prophetic amen vision the Bible says in the year King Uzziah died all right Isaiah said, Amen. I, I, you know, I saw the Lord. The heavens were open. I saw the Lord. He was seated. But the bottom line is that they were looking for a replacer. Who will I send? Who will go for us? But I thought Isaiah was supposed to be the prophet representing the voice of God in the earth. Until Isaiah, Amen, was cleansed, realizing that he'd been sitting, all right, in the midst of unclean people. I mean, this is the prophet of God. This is prophet Isaiah. Read it. Isaiah chapter 6, you see that it was in the year King Uzada. So the year King Uzada finally brought him to the place where he was able to see. So basically, amen, in the realm that Isaiah, amen, was living, like the scripture will say, the king of this world, the, the God of this age, amen, was able to influence even the vision, amen, of Isaiah to the point that he could not realize that, wait a minute, they're actually looking for a replacer. I'm no longer doing what I'm supposed to do until that principality, amen, yes, was removed. Because that principality, listen, every principality in the spirit, amen, always rule, always connect with a principality in the earth. And this is why we need to understand the concept of spiritual warfare. Are you getting what I'm saying? For the principality, for a wicked spirit, amen, yes, to rule in the earth, they must interface, amen, with the spirit in the earth. And that's why you cannot take, amen, things, amen, for granted. You cannot look at people at face value. I mean, we all are naive. I've been naive about so many things. But when the enemy really wants to get you, the enemy does not come with two hands. The enemy does not come with a tail. The enemy finds, amen, somebody somewhere who believes in his agenda, who sees, remember, the God of this age has blind the minds of the people of the world. So there are, there are enough, you know, you know, if you will, disciples, there are enough people. I mean, when you are blind, you are a good instrument in the hand of the enemy. So listen to this. The powers that be in the days, amen, yes, of, 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 of Isaiah, all right, had so influenced the realm to the point that, amen, Isaiah was just living, amen, in the, in the idea, in the authority, in the position, amen, in the revelation of the past. He is no longer current because if he was current, heaven would not have said, we're looking for a replacement. Who will I send? Who will go on daily crime? Send me, Lord. He was already sent, but he had lost, amen, his place and his position. So listen to this. If you are not walking in the understanding of what I'm talking about, you can be living, amen, in the glory of the past. You can be living in the glory of yesterday. Oh, yesterday you were very good. Everybody knows you. Everybody celebrates you. But that was yesterday. Where are you today? Are you still on the cutting edge? 
is your vision amen still sharp are you still seeing what amen they showed you amen 10 years ago in the light of the emphasis for today or is your is your vision growing dim they made a proclamation who will go for us who are we going to send isaiah cried out sent me lord what did they do? They now had to, amen, recalibrate him. They now had to, amen, yes, reconsecrate him. This was already a chosen prophet. So my point is, amen, you can be in the land. You can be doing ministry. You can be running God's, whatever. If you do, if you are not moving with the trend of the spirit, not what I've said, if you are not moving with the trend of the spirit, amen, they can replace you. They will just leave you to continue to do what you're doing. But you're no longer, amen, you're no longer relevant. You're no longer at the cutting edge. You know, certain people will just die naturally. The ministry will just die naturally. You understand? Yes. You're still growing in terms of number, but you are no longer, hallelujah, yes, the mouthpiece of God. They have risen another prophet on your behalf. They have, they have raised somebody else, amen, to take your place. You're not even aware. But hallelujah, Sunday morning, everybody's rejoicing. Oh, we are going to church, glory. No, but there is a young ministry. There's a young boy. There's a young woman somewhere whom heaven, hallelujah, has given the mantle. Because in the day where the season changed, Elijah, hallelujah, yes, must, must, must pass the baton down, amen, to Elisha. And if Elisha, amen, like we said yesterday, was able to cross Jordan, I remember some of the things that I said yesterday. I mean, all through yesterday, I'm just like, God, wow. If Listen, there are certain things. Oh, I love what God is saying. There are certain things, amen, they will not tell you about about the prophetic, about you know, issues of your nation, issues of your home, family, community, business, issues of what is going on globally. They won't tell you, amen, if they know, if they know that you no longer have the desire, amen, to be in that place of devotion, to be in that place of intimacy, to hear. Uh, well, you, you hear when you want to hear. You hear Sunday morning because you know that Sunday morning you've got to go to church, you've got to give them a word, alright, so you come, hallelujah, praise God. What is the Lord saying? You hear the things he's been saying, but not the things he's saying for today. All right. So you go and you exert some emotion. You think, wow, yes, the people, God, I mean, God moved. The people were blessed. Not the people were not blessed because you're not giving them dossier of the law. You have lost the daba of God. The light of God within your temple is already going dim. And I'm telling you that this is, these are the strategy of the enemy. When we talk about calibration of sight, these are the things we need to understand. We need to talk about. Amen. You've got to. Your heart must be in that constant position of consecration. And the enemy is going to fight. Amen. Every ounce of strength in your life. Amen. To make sure that you're not living on the cutting edge. Amen. Of the, of the voice of God. Of the, of the now word of the spirit. You're still preaching the Bible. After all, you can't preach, you can't bring Quran to church. <laughs> you can't bring another book. Amen? Even though some do it today, they come with all kinds of ideas, all kinds of, you know, you know, hype message, all kinds of, you know, uh, 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 um, positive, you know, message. You're not giving the people what God is saying. What is God saying? What is the word of the Lord for the house? What is the word of the Lord for the season? How can you hear what the word of the Lord when you are no longer, amen, in his altar? You're no longer in the place to hear. You can't hear. You can't see. So how would you be able to 
declare that said the Lord. In fact, when you say that said the Lord, that thing is coming from your imagination. Are you tracking with me, friends? See, this thing that I'm talking about, you have to fight for it with the with you know with every ounce of strength of your life. You may lose everything. You may lose everything to maintain this order. You, the, because the enemy is going to come. He, he, want, he just wants you amen, to be there. But you're no longer there. You're just a figurehead. You understand? Yes. That's what, that's what Jezebel does. Jezebel will still keep you as a ceremonial king. But you've lost your headship. You've lost the edge. You've lost your voice. You've lost, amen, that understanding. That position where heaven speaks, you hear. David said, once the Lord spoke, twice, twice have I heard. When, when Jezebel attack you, amen, it doesn't, she doesn't kill you immediately. She will still keep you there. As a figurehead, many, many of us in ministry have become figurehead. We're no longer on the cutting edge. Oh, that's a word. We become figureheads, but we're no longer on the cutting edge of what the stings of, you know, our, our acts. Amen. You see that scripture rolling, you know, rolling down, amen, the, the screen. Your acts has become dull. Everything is done by might and power. You have to cajole the people. You have to, you know, threaten them. You have to, the, the life of the spirit is no longer there. The things of God are run by the spirit. You've been distracted. You've been shifted from the wall. You've been pushed away, amen, from your altar. In fact, the altar has been burnt, destroyed. Your gates have been pulled down. Who are we going to send? Who will go for us? Isaiah says, send me, Lord. He said, well, before we can send you, we have to, amen, remove these garments. We have to clean you, clean you. We have to sanctify you. The same they did, amen, with Zachariah the priest. The enemy has, has walked Zachariah, amen, the priest, with the, with the robe of shame, with the robe of accusation. The priest of the Lord, amen, has been captured, has been compromised. So the Lord has to send a reinforcement. Remove the robe from him. Wear him a new robe. Put upon him a new turban. My job for him is not over. But when, the, when you allow the spirit, amen, to capture you, you cannot, the plan of the enemy is to limit you, keep you where you are so you don't move to the next day, to the next season, to the epoch of God. Hallelujah. You, you don't come into the next frontier. You want to, that thing wants to kill you, amen. But you have to say to yourself, no, I'm not ready to die. Is somebody listening to what we're talking about? Are you listening to what the Spirit of God? Your vision, hallelujah, must be calibrated. And that vision comes from the Lord. Let's continue. Thank you so very much, uh, uh, Celestine, for joining. Really appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Bless you. Thank you. Let's look at, let's look at, let's look at this scripture. Thank you, Father. I'm not done with that scripture. Let's go back to that scripture. Where is the scripture again? The Bible says, at that time, at that time, amen. At that time, Eli, whose eyes, whose eyesight, remember we're talking about the calibration of our vision, of our sight. You may say, well, well, you know, you, you want to play the devil, the devil's advocate. Well, you know, Eli is already old. Excuse me. What about Caleb? 
<laughs> what about Caleb? Caleb, amen, was already getting old. But the Bible says, you will read that, I think, is, is in Numbers 14. The Bible says, his eyes did not grow dim. He said, the vision, hallelujah, of this mountain that was, that was assigned to me 40 years ago. 40 years later. He said, I've not lost the sight of them. He said, give me this mountain. At the old age, God called Moses. Moses entered ministry at the age of 80. So don't tell me that Eli was already growing dim. We're not talking about physical sight. We're talking about the position, hallelujah, in the spirit to see, hallelujah, to call forth and to engage in the day where God says engage. Dama Sabayando. Caleb vision never, never, never ran, you know, uh, uh, deem. He said, 40 years ago, I was promised this hill, this mountain. I still want it. The challenges of life, amen, has not battered me to the point where I've given up. I still want this mountain. Who wants a mountain in this new day? Who wants to take a possession of a mountain? Well, it's called the Caleb's generation. A generation of people that never says die. No matter what you throw to them, they don't lose sight. They don't lose their vision. They don't lose their strength. Every day their strength is renewed by the Lord. So it's a position here that we are looking at. Eli, amen, is reflecting something, amen, that we must check in our life. Eli, amen, represents, amen, a day when we allow compromise to sneak into our life because the Bible says, Eli, amen, had been captured by the spirit of stupor. We have seen it. Where in his house he has no more voice. He could not control his children. He could not tell them, amen, what, you know, you know, what to do. He could not stop them. The children are taking over the priesthood. They had made it their personal thing. When the people bring offering to sacrifice to the Lord, the sons of Eli, you understand? The Bible says, amen, while the offering, while the sacrifice was still on the fire, they put a fork, amen, get the meat and eat it. They, they have lost a sense of God. They have lost the sense, amen, of the sacredness of God. And these are supposed to be priests. Why are we saying this? I'm saying this so that I also can begin to remind myself, amen, that in this day, we are in a day of sacredness. Don't allow the warden of the world system, don't allow the attack of the world system, amen, to put you in a place where you lose, amen, your voice. Because that's the strategy of the enemy. Shut their mouth. Shut their vision. The Bible says at that time, Eli, what time? The time, you, you're going to see the time now. You're gonna see because don't don't please do not forget the context. The context is a season, amen, is ending, and another season, amen, is upon us. Another season is being ushered in. That's the context of what I'm talking about. Hey, listen to this. Listen to this. This is a powerful word the Lord just dropped in my spirit. You know, when 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 King Saul was removed, I'll come back to this. When King Saul, amen, was judged. The day King Saul was judged was not the day King, King Saul died. And was not the day they removed him literally from the throne. It took another 14 years. The day Samuel said to Saul, This day the kingdom is taken from you. As you have torn my robe, your, your kingdom is also torn from you. That day, hallelujah, heaven had proclaimed Saul to become an illegitimate leader. leader. But it's going to take God. It's going to take, amen, the nation of Israel to see the physical manifestation of that declaration the next 14 years. 
that's why you cannot afford amen to play and to joke with prophetic words prophetic action you cannot because you're like well, well, well. no <laughs> they've hit me and I'm not moved you know and you know you get drunk and you fall you get up again and you continue and you continue to live your life you say well after all mercy cover me you know? I mean when we live in a day of grace I mean, no, 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 no. the way God judges is not the way particularly in this new day if, if it's under the Old Testament and we've got to understand the context of how God moves the way God judge under the Old Testament sometimes is instantaneous but even then under the Old Testament you understand we did not see an instantaneous judgment. Why? Because, listen to the word of the law. Because the replacer of Saul is still growing. So sometimes when there's a delay in a prophetic word, or when, the, in fact not delay, when it seems like there's a delay. Don't be quick to judge and don't be quick to come to conclusion. You are seeing one side but you don't see the other side. God does not remove without a replacer. Because in the spirit, there are no vacuums. Sailor. Whenever God brings a judgment, there's a replacer. Whenever God says a season amen, is ending or has ended, another season must usher in. Listen to this. The day, the priesthood, the ironic priesthood ended was the day Jesus, hallelujah, yes, you know, came out of Jordan. That day that, you know, John said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away, amen, the sin of man. That day made it illegal for any person to bring an offering, amen, from wherever, amen, and sacrifice it in Jerusalem. That declaration, amen, that John made, behold the Lamb of God, Prop to that time, there were lambs being brought. <laughs> if you had brought a lamb, amen, an hour before that declaration, your sacrifice is accepted. An hour later, you bring a lamb, sorry, is rejected. Because now they have announced the lamb of God. God, amen, I proclaim, I no longer want a four-legged, you know, lamb. Now I want a two-legged animal. <laughs> Excuse me, two-legged, you know, a, a lamb. And that lamb, amen, is in the form of a man. Remember I said, it was yesterday, Jesus died as man. He, he is God, amen, that left his glory, amen. He derobed himself of his glory, amen, and he came to die as us. That's why, hallelujah, today you and I have that legal, amen, authority and position, amen, to wear the sacrifice of Christ and to stand before God unashamed. We've got to know all of this. We've got to be able to track all of this. Thing. Are you seeing the way the Lord is speaking to us? So, we're looking at the issues of vision. If you're not tracking with God, you can miss God an inch. And you'll be standing, you'll be standing on here, yeah, but, 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 no. God is no longer there. He was there yesterday, but he's no longer there. Amen. Today, we looked at that word, was it yesterday or two days ago when I was, the Bible says, when Lot, amen, and his family left, the word is, do not look back. Do not feed your eyes, amen, with what you have left behind. Do not look back. Because if you do, you're going to turn to a pillar of salt. You understand? They left 
<laughs> but guess what? The entire life of Lot, Lot, Lot's wife was still in Sodom. She could not handle it. She could not handle all the things she has amassed and all of that. She looked, she looked back. Vision. She used Amen as side, the side that God wants to use to bring her into a new day, into a new thing. She offered it, Amen, to the past. How many people today are living in their past? Are still, Amen, defining their life by their past? You know, still, still feeding your eyes to the past glory. There are churches right, that are still living in the, in the, they're still basking in the glory of the past. What is God saying? What is the voice of God, amen, for your life, amen, as you, as a leader, as a man, as a woman? What is the present declaration? You can't know that if you're not seeing. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I began to track that word when he says, amen. What do you believe? It, those who believe, hallelujah, must focus on him. Those who come to God must believe that he is. To believe that he is, is to see him. The Bible says, as we continue to look at him in the perfect love, liberty, we'll become changed like him. We'll become more like him. Eli had lost all of this. Just like many leaders, houses, ministries in our day. And this is why the church seemed to be irrelevant. This is why the church seemed not to be, amen, at the cutting edge of what God is doing across the nation. Many of us are just, we're just like a, you know, a massive, you know, institutions that have lost, you understand, you know, it's, it's, it's relevancy and relevancy. We're there, but we're not there. And the world know it because the world cannot feel our presence. They just, they, they can fill our space, but they cannot feel our presence. When the church was born, amen, in the book of Acts, they had no, they had no, you know, uh, massive building anywhere. No, they met, they, they were meeting at a place called the upper room. But guess what? Under a few hours, when the spirit of God invaded that place, everybody knew them in Jerusalem. Not because, amen, they want to announce the same, but because the Spirit of God, amen, was ready to announce them. And in fact, when the Spirit of God began to announce them, they said, these are drunk people. That's what always happened. When God begins to move and begins to bring us into a new day and we begin to step into new things, people will misjudge us. People will misinterpret us. People will call us names. Some people have called me all kinds of names. You know, because they cannot understand why will they understand if they are not tracking with God so Peter had to come and straighten them out you've been reading the scripture well this is the manifestation of what has been written in the last day God said he will pour out would you be would you be aware when God begins to bring certain dimension of his prophetic word things he spoke to men amen in the past things he said 60 100 years ago would you amen be so amen be so alive in the spirit that when those things are manifesting today you can actually see them and actually say wow this is that like I told you it's not enough to see things you've got to know what they mean 
It's not enough to see things. You've got to be able to give meaning to what you're seeing. They all saw the handwriting on the wall, but none of them could give an interpretation. Who could read the handwriting of God except him, hallelujah, who had the spirit of Yahweh? They said, there's a man in your kingdom, O king. All your astronomers, all your astrologers, all your soothsayers, all your philosophers, none of them could read the handwriting. Excuse me, we need a church in our day that can read the handwriting. And it's true that God, amen, wants to penetrate the system of Babylon. You think God, amen, you know, was not clued up when, when he planted those three guys in Babylon? You think it's by chance, hallelujah, that, you know, they allow you to be in certain situation? Because God is going to take the glory. God is going to take the glory. When Belshazzar was drunk with the goblet, hallelujah, yes, of, of, you know, of the sacrifice of God in the temple. When he was drunk, he said, bring me that golden goblet. Let me drink from it. Okay? Your day of judgment. <laughs> confusion and commotion the world is in a confused confused state the world is in the commotion and we will know amen if we are also drinking from that same you know cup if the things of god that ought to be sacred are no longer sacred in our life we will all amen be baptized with that same confusion god says amen i will baptize them amen with stupor their prophet amen yes you know will stagger in noonday their prophet will be blind We've seen that. But there is one, amen, that is striking with God. There is one, amen, who has not been captured by stupor. He had the word of the Lord. He had the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I quickly want to show you a scripture. Yeah. Look at this scripture. Because we're talking about, amen, being baptized with stupor, staggering. Not understanding the mind of God, the hand of God, the intentions of God, the will of God. Amen. Yes. The Bible says of the sons of Issachar, they knew the times. They were not captured by the times. They knew the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. Here is the scripture. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 29 17, discipline your son and he will give you rest. I deliberately add this word there. Not jump to 18 because we like to jump to 18. All right. Where there is no vision. No, you've got to understand the essence, the purpose of vision. The reason why God gave you vision, the reason why they want you to have vision is to be able to, amen. Yeah, yes, discipline. Do not restrain discipline. Because when you restrain discipline, something is going to happen in your community, in your house. In your church, whatever you're doing, your business, amen. People are gonna live a wayward life, people are gonna live, amen, like the way they want. But I say discipline. We did a whole series of teaching, amen. Yes, two months ago on discipline. You want to walk with God, you want to be enrolled in the army of God. You need sight, you need discipline. Discipline, hallelujah, allow us to maintain sight. He said, Discipline your sons, and he will give you rest. Can you see the statement is not complete? Amen. He will bring you delight. He will bring delight to your soul. Is that not what we want? Then verse 18 says, Where there is no vision. 
this vision speaks into all kinds of you know spiritual intricacies amen where there is no ability amen to perceive where there is no ability to see into the future where there is no ability to understand the nature of the day amen and what is required where there is no ability to perceive amen yes where there is no amen nihoma where there is no nihoma like the greek amen put it according to you know second uh, corinthians 4 4 the god of this age as blind as corrupt the perception not just the ability to see but the ability to perceive that's vision if you walk into a place can you see things in their true light if you walk into a house can you discern the true nature amen of that house if you walk into a church can you define amen the ruling spirit if you walk into a community amen can you pick the principality that is governing that is ruling the people can you give clear interpretation to the waywardness to the lifestyle amen of youths today can you pick the spirit amen that is making people behave hallelujah in a particular way when you when you fly into a nation can you pick the ruling principality amen and can you engage that thing all of that speaks into where there's no vision so vision here is not just the ability to see after all Eli could see but has lost amen the ability amen to bring correction to bring alignment amen to the compromise of the day so it's not enough to, to see just like a lot of people can see things wrong amen in the nation particularly in South Africa but what are the church doing what are the leaders the leaders themselves seem to you know seem to have given up they don't know what to do of course they won't know what to do except there's a Daniel in the land except there's a Daniel church in the land except there's a Daniel company of people that's why amen Daniel refused to corrupt himself amen yes with the delicacy of the king's table because the moment you begin to eat their their food drink their drink amen where amen their their upper guess what you also capture that's what amen this nation has sought to do to me and I've refused and I will still continue to refuse it Because by the time you begin to eat their food, uh, very soon you begin to laugh, you know, on the same time, you begin to behave like that, you begin to talk like that. How many church, amen, you know, have come to South Africa, leaders that have come to this nation, and the land has swallowed them? How many visions have been swallowed up? How many men have been swallowed up? Oh, come on, the word of the Lord is war. It is war to maintain your kingdom value. It is war to maintain your manhood. You'll be isolated. But it's worth it. Discipline your son and he will give you. That's a futuristic thing. You want a, you want a future, amen, of a disciplined generation. You want a future, amen, of a generation that will bring rest then you have to engage in discipline. You have to engage in discipline and you have to engage discipline. And turn your eyes away. It's a value system. Eli turned his eyes away from the indiscipline of his children, 
from the indiscipline of his household, from the indiscipline of his community. He I mean, he was still running the church. He was still doing, you know, religious things. The Bible says it is the duty, amen, of the priest to teach wisdom, to, to feed the people with knowledge. Eli has been compromised. Just like Adam was compromised in the garden. Adam was a priest to Eden. But the enemy was able, amen, to infiltrate his mind, his surrender. He abdicated his place. Discipline your son and he will give you rest. He will bring the light to your soul where there is no vision. It takes vision to bring discipline. When I discipline my children, it's because of vision. Because of the future, because I'm seeing something, because of what I want them, amen, to be, because of where I want them, hallelujah, yes, to be in the future. There is no future without a present discipline. When you have a system that challenges that discipline, then you have problem. Where there is no vision, listen to this, the people cast off, they cast, they cast off, <laughs> That's the height of indiscipline. That's, you know, that's waywardness. That's people that have been over, over you know, that have been captured by, you know, another spirit. And they've been drunk. Have you seen drunk people? They have no sense of, you know, dignity. When you cast off restraint, you've lost the sense of dignity. You've lost respect. They cast it off. They don't mind, amen, walking naked and everybody's laughing at them. They don't, it, it, it doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't, it, it does nothing to them. It, 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 it's like, uh, okay, so what? In fact, they laugh at it. They go around with their manhood and, and we win all around because, you know, they've been overcome by another spirit. Karabayada. Have you seen the way, amen, drunkards behave? That's what it means to cast off restraint. To do things without thinking of tomorrow, without thinking of the future. Then, when you restrain, amen, yes, yourself and people around you from certain things, it's not because you want to be, amen, kill joy, it's because of the future, for the joy that was set before him. That's vision. He endured. Endurance today, hallelujah, is a reflection, amen, of pleasure and joy tomorrow. What do you endure? It takes a vision. I was sharing one of our sisters. I said, when I used to pastor a church in Nigeria back in the day, Sunday morning, 7 a.m., we start our leadership training. You see, I had a vision of the future for them. 7 a.m. in the morning, wherever you're coming from, if you're living far, you know that, amen, you have to wake up early. By 7 a.m., amen, we start our leadership. Because, of course, I mean, I want them to go to work. I want them to succeed in their business. So I don't bother them. You understand? Weekdays, some of them can't make it because, you know, traffic and all of that. But Sunday morning, 7 a.m., you're already seated in my class. I run the church like a school. The main service starts for 9 a.m. But you see, 7 to 9, I invest my life into few people who I know that when I'm no longer there, they will carry on the walk. That wherever they go, 
Alright? And the reality is, some of them are in America, some of them are in Canada, some of them are in all kinds of places. Alright? And I tell you, few of them are succeeding in their work. Why? Because I instill discipline. But back then, some, sometimes I will hear, I will, I will just hear, hey, that man is too tough. It's difficult. Hey, that pastor. When I'm coming, you, you know, they, they, they said I've turned, the, I've turned the church to a military camp. I didn't turn it to a military camp, but I've seen the future. I knew a day of wakewardness is coming. I knew a day is going to come that the, the, the marauders, the invaders will come and destroy the work. I knew it. And I was preparing them. I was training them. I was pouring my life into them. Some of them went to do their own thing. Well, they are demons. But the ones who listen, who obeyed. Today, some of them, God has prospered them. And I'm talking about financially. But that's not my focus. And they will never, you will never hear them say, Pastor, I called, I called them and said, Please, can you assist me? No. No. Because I know what God has given to me. I know what God has instilled in me. It's the same grace and the same vision I brought to this nation. But daily you are being fought. It, it has to take a people who want to go. But you can't want to go if you have not seen the wickedness, the destruction around you. If you still love, if you still love your father's house, you are not going to obey the voice of God. Abraham, leave your father's land to your father's house to a land. I will show you. Now this charlatan people are calling churches here. Now this nonsense. They've turned the name of God to, to, you know, to a business center. Come on, friends. Can we have a generation of men and women who are reborn, who are rebirthed in the spirit, in the vision of God, who understand, who know what God wants and who are ready earlier to give God the journey. You can't do that except you come to the end of yourself. Just want to go and just make noise. The days of cheap talk is over. Your word must be back with life. And life comes from the place where you sow yourself, amen, into the ministry, amen, of sight. God, give me sight. Where there is no vision, the people, the people, the whole generation can cast themselves into water. Give themselves, amen, yes, to the man of sin. Sight made if to lose a place and she compromised the leadership and the authority of her husband. It takes vision. Vision is not just for the man, it's also for the woman. Because God called the woman and God gave her, amen, a responsibility to support. So that if Adam was the one that wants to compromise, if she'll have pulled his ears and say, Hey, my husband, you don't do that. Remember what you said the Lord said. But she was the one. Is somebody following? Are we tracking with God? Let's look at another scripture. No one lights a lamp. Remember, in the days of Eli, the lamp was going off. What's that scripture again? Let's look at it again. The Bible says, at that time, Eli, a man whose eyes had grown dim, that he could no longer see, was lying amen, in his room before the lamp of God amen, went off, put off. What a day. 
the light of God, the light in the house of God is going down. But guess what? A, a new generation of, 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 of Samuel, amen, are about to trim the wick. They are about to come with fresh oil. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why I say we are in a day of transition. It's a dangerous place for, for, for Elisha to be when Elijah is about to be taken. And Elisha is not tracking. Like I said, was yesterday, listen, other sons of prophets, they knew what was about to happen. And they were joking and mocking Eli Elisha. Do you know today God is going to take your master away from you? He said, I know. You see, they know, but they don't know. Are you seeing what I just quickly draw out now? The lamp of God, when the, the lamp of God is growing dim, it means there's no longer light in the house. Certain house, their lamp has grown dim. In the book of Revelation, we are told, amen, that the seven churches, amen, has seven lamps. If there are lamps, there's a light. If there's a light, there's an oil. <laughs> Hello? You can't have, amen, a lamp, amen, without without a trim. Without And trim, you must continue to trim them. The weak, the weak, amen. Yes, that, that draws life, that draws, amen, oil from, you know, from the lamp. You must continue to trim it, amen, to keep burning. The Bible says, let your light continue to burn. Are you with me? The Lamb of God. Before the Lamb of God went out. Samuel. So, that. They're telling us something that the light has not gone off. Alright? It's just about to. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was located. You would never believe that the ark of God was in the midst of all this quagmire, all this mess, all this, you know, you know, shenanigans that was taking place in the days of Eli with his children. You would never believe that that thing was literally housing the ark of God. In a day where men have lost the fear of the presence of God. Then the Lord called Samuel. The day has begun. Can you hear the voice of God calling the Samuels? Then the Lord God called Samuel. And he answered, here am I. That's the transition that I'm talking about. In the midst of all that mess. In the midst of a dying amen. Eli's order in the midst of a of, of, of a of a of a judgment priesthood, there's a new priesthood God is awakening. I told you when God judges a generation, it's because a new one, amen, is about to be ushered in. So those ones that are about to be ushered in must trap. There must be a leadership that can help them to understand, amen, yes, this, that can help them to interpret what's going on, that can amen, give them meaning. You've got to be able to give meaning, amen, to your sons and daughters, to your servants, to, you know, people following you. There has to be somebody giving you meaning. Don't just see, well, I can see. No, you can see, but do you have a meaning? Do you have an understanding of what is going on? Do you have a perception? I know you also can read the Bible. I know you've got revelation. But we are not talking about revelation here. We're not just talking about, yeah, well, I can read. I know you can articulate. Ah, but there's a dimension that God speaks to the elders. There are dimensions. There are things that God speaks, amen, to certain people. 
people who open a generation and shut it down. If you are not tracking those people, you'll be running with a zeal, but you have lost God. So, can you see that even in the midst of all of this, even though Samuel heard the voice of God, but he could not track what's going on. God still had to use Eli. You see, Eli is a veteran. You've got to understand those things. God had to use Eli to give clarity to Samuel. Even though that Eli has been judged. But there are gifts of God in him. Amen. Yes, that God will use. Yeah. So you understand the gift and the callings of God. So the gift does not, amen, yes, define that you're going to enter the next season. You can have a gift, amen. Eli was still able to give Samuel, amen, clarity and interpretation. But guess what? He's been judged. So don't tell me I've got gift in the house. God will still use that gift to train, to equip, to, to build, amen, the next order. But it's not going to dwell on the gift. He said, this thing is beyond gift. Eli, here am I, Lord. But he went to, he, he went, excuse me, Samuel. But he ran to Eli. And, and he did that, you know, two times. But the third time, Samuel said to him, excuse me, Eli said to him, when you hear that voice again, this is what you need to do. Friends, there are things you need to learn. Even from some of these men that God is judging. Even from this order, amen, that is dying. Don't be a fool. There are certain things that are required, that are needed, that we can build on, that will, that will launch us into the new day. Those people, listen, when God judged Moses, God, God placed Moses on top of the hill and God showed him the promised land. Say, can you see it? I can see it, but you're not going to enter. Here, your ministry ends. Oh God. Did you hear what I've just said, friends? Because Moses did not sanctify the name of the Lord, he allowed amen, the waywardness of his people to get him angry. It's a strategy of Jezebel. That's why Jezebel is called the accuser of the brethren. Are you tracking? These are sacred days. These are sacred messages. Thank you, Father. So let's go back. No one lights a lamp. It's a new day, friends. God is lighting new lamps. New lamps represent new day, new season, new voices. A new order. A new prophetic order. A new kingdom matching order. They are lamps. They cannot, they cannot, they cannot be a lamp without a man's sight, without vision. Because you need vision for the lamp to guide you. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. A light unto my path. Can you see? Can you see? Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Excuse me. What is the ministry of the feet? To walk. A light unto my path. Gives direction. 
the path is about direction you can walk and walk into the wrong thing <laughs> well I can walk well I keep walking <laughs> you have no sight you have no lamp you see the duality of, of the things God is calling us into no one lights a lamp they are lighting lamps in this day but when we light they say you don't put them amen, in a cellar or under the basket you don't cover it got to deal with amen yes issues of identity issues of inferiority complex issues of well you know no one in your father's house has ever done such a thing gideon i'm calling you light a lamb rise up and be a defender to my people Zagabayado. they will tell you nobody has ever done this in your father's house you don't have what it takes who gave you permission in fact, who gave you the permission to light the light, to light the lamp? <laughs> so you to think you can prophesy, eh? You to think you are called. You don't need to prove anything. You don't need to. If God has called you, you don't need to prove. You don't need to jump down. You don't need to turn the stone away to a bread. You know, no. You don't let. Don't fall for that thing. <laughs> don't fall for it. They want to see if indeed you are dead only dead people God call in this season because only dead people God gives life if you're not dead and you think you've got something to say I'm gonna prove a point the enemy will finish you before you even begin so that speaks to something are you seeing the way we're bringing interpretation no one lights a lamp and put it in a, in a, in a cellar or under some basket instead it sets it on a stand it's a posture sets it in a stand when your day comes hallelujah like i said yesterday when the day of elisha came the sons of the prophet that were mocking him they were making a jest of him they themselves proclaim the spirit of elijah is on elisha don't announce yourself let them do the announcement but you've got to track the transition into a new day you've got to amen summon the courage the strength to cross Jordan you've got to die with Elijah to come into a new day of life on the other side are you following are you tracking are you seeing what the heavens amen are saying to us all of this must inform how we interact how we pray or else the land is going to swallow you you're just gonna be a ceremonial, you know, ceremonial Christian. The best people will do today to take a bishopric, you know, position. I'm a, I'm a, I used to know, brother. He is today he's called an archbishop. I said, God, you've lost it. You're so blind. You don't even know. You're blind. In the day where God is derobing men, you are accepting this ungodly religious robe. Hey. How blind are you? No one likes a lamb. There is nothing of the outward, amen, that can give you prestige before God. It may give you prestige. It may give you a voice before men, but not before Yahweh. Everything that you are that can give you acceptance, accolade, you know, you know, uh, respect, influence, you die to those things. Why? Because it is the spirit that giveth life. The flesh profits nothing. 
it is the spirit that gives life. Life is what we need, is what the nations are crying for. Creation is crying for the manifestation. Amen. Of sons of God. Who are sons of God? The carriers, the bearers of the light of God. The light of God, amen, comes from a place called, amen, life. In him was life. The life became the light of man. And the life, yes, shines in darkness. It is, the, it is the life of God that translates to light. In him was life. And the life became the light. You see, you cannot separate light amen, from life. So if you say, well, you want vision. Vision comes from a position of life. If, the, if you're tracking the life of God, you will have vision. And the increase of the life of God will define and determine the increase of your vision. Vision is not, amen, that 10 point you put down, amen, on the wall of your church. That's not vision. That is your own, you know, objective of what you want to do in running a church, in running a business. Every business, amen, community, amen, they've got a culture, they've got a vision. You understand? <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a life that comes from God, that guides you, that teaches you, that trains you, that motivates you, that restrains you and constrains you. And when they say go, you go. No one lights a lamp and puts it. You don't hide it in the cellar or under a basket. Instead, he sets it on a stand so that those representation, so that those, amen, who enter, when they come into your space, i.e., they are illuminated. When they come into your radius, Maibaraba. They are, they are, you know, they are filled with conviction. They are convicted deep in their heart. The light, amen, begins to walk. So that those who enter can see. The what? Can see the light. Excuse me. Who is the light? Excuse me. Who is the light? Of course, it's Jesus Christ. When Christ is well positioned, it was John who said that he may that he may increase, that I may debase, that I may amen. Yes, debase. When that is the attitude that your life is seeking to project Christ, when people enter into your space, they will see the light. And when they see the light, amen, that's deliverance. Because then the power that amen, has been influencing them through the ministry, amen, of the God of, of this age, suddenly do what? Loses his grip, loses his hold. The people are free. Once I was blind, now I see. Now, now I see. Friends, this is the day that God is calling us into. A day where people can say, once I was blind. Listen, it takes light for people to see. It takes healing for people to see. Once I was blind. Now, 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 now I see. It takes light to transform people to see. And that light comes through the life of God.
your eyes verse 40 34 excuse me verse 34 your eye amen is the lamp of your body what is that what is that lamp it is the vision vision regulates your entire body system your eyes is the lamp of your body Your life, your body is not regulated by your soul. The soul does not have the light. It is the spirit, amen, that quickens. It's the spirit that carries light. But if you are regulated by your soul, in fact, some people are regulated by the soul, but they think, amen, they're living by the spirit. And this is why we need, we need the ministry, amen, of the sword of God's word to help us separate, to help us divide, to help us identify the difference because sometimes you don't know the difference you don't know your eye is the lamp your, light, your eye is what gives light understanding illumination clarity clear objective and judgment to the body when your eyes are good what what makes your eyes good that you're tracking the mind of Christ that you're tracking the will of God that you're tracking the intentions of God that you are laying down amen yes your own will and strength and ability amen and your own sense of self-righteousness you're laying them down you're presenting yourself daily to god as a living sacrifice these are the ways you know your eyes are good not presuming and and jumping into conclusion just because the soul suggests something that sound wonderful that sound nice wow just wow people like to be wow Ooh, wow wow <laughs> but does that thing brings life does it come from god whatever amen <clears throat> that is wowing us if that thing is not coming from god if that thing cannot give life and produce life you better run away from it because there are so many things amen that is going to wow us in this last in this last day Your eye is a lamp, is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are good, we want to do things that will keep our eyes good. I know what that means because, you know, naturally I've, I'm, I've been battling with, you know, eye problem for years. So I can tell you what that means. Your whole body is full of light when your eyes are good. Your entire being is illuminated. Your entire being means the entire order of, amen, your, your essence, your faculty, amen, yes. The construct of, amen, how you view life, how you think, how you reason, how you make judgment, amen, how you interact, amen, how you do business, yes, yes. How you make decisions in terms of issues of your spirituality, what you feed, amen, yes, yourself, what you reject, when to say yes and when to say no without feeling guilty 
all of that, amen, are captured from the position, amen, where your, your, your body is full of light because your eyes are good. But if you continue to look at, amen, bad things, I'm telling you, if you continue to feed your eyes, amen, with terrible things, with ungodly things, it will corrupt the construct, amen, yes, that defines how you perceive, which of course, that's where the enemy targets, remember, the plan of the enemy, amen, is to blind the, the minds of people. Because your mind is from the place where, amen, you actually make decisions. Whatever decision you make, even spiritually, will still have to filter through your mind. That's why we're saying, have the mind of Christ. That's why, amen, the issues of sanctification, amen, is, is a necessity. All of that, amen, is to keep your mind in a state of purity so you can do what? See the Lord, the pure in heart will see God. The pure in heart will see God. We need all of that. You see, those are not religious, you know, dogma and religious, you know, lives that no. You need that to be able to live life successfully, amen. As a CEO of a company, you need this order to be able to function, amen. Yes, as a government representative, you need that. This is not, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, no, no, no. This is the construct that defines, amen, the redeemed humans who are designed, amen, to govern in the marketplace to govern amen in the corridors of power to lead people i mean how do you lead people amen of five thousand ten thousand if you if you cannot enter into this order i wonder how this man of god you know can lead thirty thousand people you know sixty thousand people hundred thousand people that's why they succumb to amen yes the alternative you know give them false hope because it's going to take capacity, hallelujah, to bring the people out of Egypt and bring them into the promised land. Go ask Moses. That's not a child's play. That's not a child's play. You need amen, an order of a life regulated by this constant flow of a, of a vision. You know, a vision that comes from the order of life, from the tree, hallelujah, of life, from the, you are eating from that fruit daily. You're not presuming that the fact that we have victory yesterday, therefore, victory is assured today. You go back. What's the terms of reference? What's the order? What's the direction for today? Lest the Lord is saying something different and you presume that the way he led you yesterday is the same way he's leading you today. To as many that are led by the Son, by, you know, by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. So there's a new amen, reconstruction of how life is designed. We're going back to the, to the divine pattern, to the divine standard, to the organogram. We're following the divine blueprint. We're saying we need light that is coming from a place, yes, called Christ. That we are being flooded daily with light. So that, amen, the, the eyes of our lamp, amen, can indeed erect our entire body system. When your eyes are good, your whole body 
Your whole body represents everything you represent. Meaning, amen, your home, your family, amen, your children, amen, your business, your career, amen. Whatever it is, represent your whole body. Because, listen, your body represents wherever, amen, you influence. Whatever you influence, your whole body is full of light. No darkness. If there's a darkness working in your company, you can easily pick it up. You see it, you just bring it out. Hey, hey, no, 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 we don't do that here. You get it? Are you seeing the, what I'm saying? But when your eyes are bad, can you see? Good and bad. When your eyes are bad, your eye is the determining factor of your life, of your decision. And if that eye, amen, is flooded with light, you will make good investment, you will make good judgment. But if it's bad, your body will be full of darkness. Everything your life represents will be murdered by darkness. And that's what the enemy wants. Just like the world today is in darkness. Why? Because their mind has been captured. Why is their mind captured? They want to do their own will. The enemy will continue to empower you to do your own desire. But they say if you want to live in a day of light, you've got to surrender, amen, to the wisdom of Yahweh. You've got to give yourself to the wisdom of God. No, but you want to be like God. You want to be like God. <laughs> what does that mean to be like God? You want to have a man self autonomy. That's what it means to be like God. That's what at least if believe. Don't want to be regulated by you know all these all these rules that God is giving to us. No, no. I want to also live my life the way I want to live it. I want to be like God, you know. I want to be sovereign. <laughs> I want to be sovereign. Are you getting this, friends? I want to be sovereign. But God is mindful of man. But the first man, amen, was compromised. Because they filled those rules, those system God has put in place. At least from what we saw from Eve. I mean, these are limiting things. She's been tracking that fruit, looking at that fruit. Why would God ask us not to eat from this one? But she already said that this is a fruit that will make one wise. And the enemy just came and found that desire. That's all the devil did. That's why you see daily we have to bring ourselves to the foot of the cross. Daily we have to die. What are we dying to? We're dying to the appetite, the selfish appetite, you know, the self-rule life that is governing the world system, the self-rule life. Do my own thing. Rule my own life. Govern my own life. Raise my children the way I want to raise it. You understand? Yes. Do whatever I want to do. After all, I have free will. They gave you free will so you can lay it down on the altar. That's why they gave you free will. So we have to decide, friends. This is a good teaching this morning, friends. So yeah, this is where we're going to stop this morning. I hope somehow I've been able to, you know, bring some light into your space this morning through some of these things that we're talking about. It's my prayer that God will really help us to continue to track, amen, the journey like Elisha kept tracking Elijah until the cross Jordan onto the other side 
It's a new relationship God is birthing in our day. A relationship that must cross Jordan. Because that's the place where God begins to deal with us and speak to us and engage us from a new perspective, from a different light. But no matter what we know, what we have done, if we cannot cross Jordan, if we cannot cross this Rubicon called Jordan, if we cannot be baptized into Jordan, then we can come into a new day of life. Hallelujah. Father, we honor your name. We rejoice in this truth. May you continue to give us the desire to come, to sit, to eat from this fresh meal, from this word. This word is life to us. This word is life to us. They say, evermore, give us this bread that we thirst no more, that we hunger no more. Give us this water that we thirst no more, evermore. I pray, Father, that we will not just be hearers of the word, only deceiving ourselves, but Father, we become doers, doers of the word. So much you've unpacked, you've been speaking to us. We are receiving, we are learning. We are adjusting daily. So where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. May we not cast off restraint in this new day. May we live our life in the understanding of your demand. May we live our life, oh God, in the clarity of your demand. May we continue to say yes to your ways and yes to your will. May we not allow, yes, the enemy to bring us to the place where we surrender to pressure, where we give in to the lies of the enemy. Help us, enable us, energize us, sanctify us through and through that we become vessels worthy and holy unto you. I thank you. I pray for your church, the body of Christ, all across the world. I ask, oh God, that this light, this truth, will be awakened in the hearts of men and women again, that we will no longer be afraid, but Lord, we will rise up and make that decision to go on with you. Yes, we go on with you, even as we come to the end of ourselves. We pray, may your kingdom come. May your will be done. May your will be done. May your will overrule our will. May your kingdom come. May your, rule, may your will overrule, oh God, our desire. May your kingdom come. May your will overrule, oh God, our passion. We live for you. We seek your face. We desire you more than yesterday. Teach us, oh God, to continue to live a life that pleases you. In all things, may our life be filled with light. Thank you, Father, for everyone that has joined us this morning. Wherever they have connected from, I pray that this word, oh God, they will guard and cherish cherish it, oh God. That this word will bring life, new life to them, oh God. That they will not be discouraged, but rather they will be encouraged as they see, yes, the, the, the city afar. As they continue to take their journey towards that order of a life, oh God, that will bring them into the place of relevancy. Oh, hallelujah. I thank you. I bless your name. Not by might, not by power. May your spirit continue, oh God, to be done in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Friends, thank you so very much this morning. I want to believe that the word that we have brought has brought life, has brought, amen, impartation into your space. Please let this word 
continue to grow in you. Share this word. If you know you've been touched, amen. Let somebody else, amen. Yes, benefit from what you have received. Thank you. God bless you. I'll see you again. God bless you. Bye-bye.